Hello and welcome to the VanCast. I am your host, Graham Eels, and today I'm with my friend, Jordan. How are you doing? I'm doing well, man. Thanks for the invite. Happy to be here. Thanks for coming, man. Um, so you sent me a message on Instagram. What have you been up to these days? Uh, I've just been working in the hospitality industry. Currently working at the sports bar live at Rogers Arena. There you go. Quick plug. Come yeah. on by whenever you want. And uh, been there for the last few years and really enjoyed my time there and met a lot of great people. So busy doing that and uh, figuring out what the next chapter of my life uh, is going to be. So just keeping busy. So you had a personal topic you wanted to address today. What was that topic? Uh, yes, I do. Uh, so I have dyslexia. Uh, for a lot of people that don't know what dyslexia is, it's a form of a learning disability. And uh, I've had it since I was seven, eight years old. And um, it it's really affects a lot of people when it comes to reading and writing. But for me, maybe it takes me two or three times to understand something. So uh, I've just had a lot of struggles uh, in my childhood and even sometimes today in my uh, adult life. So that's just something I want to talk about. So how is it for you maybe starting in elementary school? Yeah, no, it was uh, it was tough. So uh, I uh, I was in a school that didn't focus on um, that was really tough for me, yeah. and uh, I moved over to a school that focused uh, uh, on learning disabilities and kids with ADHD, and um, it was really uh, it was really uh, tough. So it was really tough, and I've also dealt with a lot of things, uh, and it's kind of carried on uh, into my adult life too. Uh, when it comes to getting jobs and not being given the right opportunity by a lot of my ex-employers. Um, I've informed them that I do have dyslexia. I might be a little slow with a few things. It might take me a while. And I've asked them, do you know what Do you know what dyslexia is? And they say yes, but really they have no clue. I'm working uh, for a few weeks, a few months, and um, they let me go because I, they, because I make a little mistake and they don't see it. And uh, it's just really, for me, it's really disappointing. And what it's was their reasoning for letting you go? Just that I'm not good enough for the job, um, that they also feel like that it's time to move on. That's been their excuse. They don't give me an actual reason. They just say it's time to move on. And I've, I mean, like I said, I've informed them in the past that I do have dyslexia and it might take me a little while, a little while to understand something. So um, it's just frustrating. It's disappointing. Well, the way I see it is, you should be given a little bit of extra time during the training process to make sure that you're ready to go, right? Because if it takes you a little bit of time, why not give them that little bit extra time in training and then there won't be these little mistakes that happen? Absolutely. No, I totally agree. And um, I think that that would be the right approach moving forward um, because I feel like everyone should be given a chance. I don't care what, what uh, background you come from or uh, what type of disability or you have or whatever. I think we're all on this planet for a reason and I think we should all be given a chance. 100% man, I agree with you. I think that the opportunity should be there regardless who you are. So moving on to high school, how was that experience? It was really interesting. Um, it was really hard at times. Um, so uh, I would say my learning disability was a little severe. So I couldn't do math um, I, uh, at all. Um, so my parents decided that it would be best so, uh, for me to get one-on-one -on -one math uh, instead of being in a class environment. And um, it was hard. It was still hard one-on-one -on -one for me. Um, I, uh, I worked really hard at it. And I didn't, I wasn't, I had a bad attitude at times, of course. Yeah. Um, but I still knew that 
okay this is something i really have to try and really excel at and and um and uh it was uh but it was still tough like i was stuffed one year i was uh put into a closet uh i came back after spring break and i'm not i'm not You're kidding talking literally here actually i'm kidding like two weeks before it was a closet like there was a bunch of shit am i allowed to swear by yeah, the way okay sure. perfect okay awesome as long as it w- it's with good intention it's grew with great intentions <laughs> <laughs> so no uh, two weeks before before i went on a uh, spring break i think yeah there was a ton of crap full in this closet i come back they make it into a classroom so i'm stuffed you have to go through another classroom to get into this closet so, so th- you're literally in a closet yeah i was in a closet for they three pushed- months that's the amount of funding they have. They put you in a fucking closet. Exactly. Jesus. And the teacher said, she was like a, uh, from the southern U.S. She was like, I haven't done math since grade 10. I haven't done math since grade 10. Pretty much. <laughs> per, per, all right, all right, all I right. I think this closet has a better chance of teaching you math than I do. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. So, no, it was just, it was bullshit. It was just absolutely, it was awful. And uh, I told my parents, I remember, and they, they couldn't fucking believe me. It was, it was terrible. Did they have anyone assisting you, or was it just like... We're just going to separate you to the closet. They're going to separate me to the closet. What was the reasoning? Because I think the reason behind it was um, they just, there was nowhere else they could put me. And uh, they were able to build this closet. And uh, and uh, I felt honored. I've never had someone build a closet for me. Yeah. Like, what, what, a, what, a, uh, what an honor. But uh, no, it, I think that was the, the main reason is they didn't have anywhere to put me all of the um teachers they were uh they had classes and there was no room just for me and uh so they built this closet so but at the same time it was like pretty it was bullshit i my my parents paid a lot of money for for the school that i went to and um to be given uh to for that to happen was absolutely uh uh, ridiculous and for a 16 how old was i 16 17 year old to to go through something like that was just was just terrible um and yeah my confidence was affected a little bit because you're not in a normal classroom environment and and you're uh and you're stuffed in a closet so it was it was terrible and there's a lot of more there's a lot more issues i had because um i just my learning disability was a little bit more severe when it came to math the main question is did it help did the closet help i can't confirm no no it did not help so it was pretty much pointless. It was pointless. No, it was so stupid. Like for the three months, I didn't learn anything. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't get to my potential. I. I didn't. It was. It was useless. It was complete. It was. It was embarrassing. I had friends. They were like, "Where are you for math?" And I was like, "Oh, I'm in the closet." They're like, "Come on, like come out of the closet by now." But no, it was just terrible. It was. Uh, it was awful. They didn't believe me. Uh, it was embarrassing. It was. It was stupid. Really. And and there's a. I didn't get anywhere that year and moving forward when it came to my um, to my math disability along with uh, dyslexia. I didn't really. I didn't really get anywhere. I, I tried, but it was just tough with the environment I was in. What would be the most ideal situation if you were to design? Um, a class for people with dyslexia what would that look like i think for me i would have maybe five six five to six students in a small environment where they all have where they all can get one-on-one attention with the teacher within maybe the the half hour of the class 
Um, I think that would be great because I think if you have too many students in a classroom, I think it just it's too people they're they're too di they're getting too distracted. Um, there's uh, just too much going on and they can't focus. So for me, I think five six students um, in a class that just have dyslexia would be um, which that would be the right way to go. ideal situation and then you would have maybe one or two teachers or would you have time individually as well to learn with the teacher or would you have just only group learning uh i would have one-on-one i yeah. think one-on-one is really important and actually that's what i had at my high school as well we had one-on-one tutoring too um which was which was great for me uh, and um, I think that's really helpful for the student and for me that, that really helped me because I was able to uh, do a lot of the work that I couldn't do in class because it was just maybe taking me a little bit longer to understand. Yeah. So for me it was really helpful um, and that's, uh, that's, yeah, that was huge for me. Did it affect anything else like physical or is it mostly just mental? I would say it's more, it's more mental. Um, like no, I'm 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 a normal average guy. I um, it hasn't affected me at all. It just really when it comes to the small the small things in life, like uh, when it comes to just maybe it takes me if someone's giving me directions on a daily task or if I'm at work, it might just take me a minute or two longer to kind of get the point of it. So that's how it affects me in my daily life. And when it comes to uh, to my past jobs that I've had too, um, that it might take me a little bit longer than yourself or someone else. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's in my DNA. It's, it's who I am. Um, and I'm proud of it. Uh, I think it's motivated me a lot, uh, to try to prove to, to prove people wrong in my life that have doubted me. So I, uh, it's a part of me and I, I, I love it. And it's, uh, no, I'm continuing to, to prove my doubters wrong. I like that, man. Thanks, buddy. Like, as much as I like to say that you need to ignore what other people think of you, at the same time, if you can harness that and use it as power, power to you. As long as you use that and make something positive out of it, right? As long as you don't let it keep you in the closet. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, brother. I agree. I agree. <laughs> That's hilarious. I never saw that day this, but it's time to come out of the closet, Jordan. <laughs> you know what, Graham? I agree. <laughs> so how are you enjoying working now? How do you enjoy being a bartender? I uh, I love the people I work with, first and foremost. Um, they've been great to me. Um, they've thought of, they think of me as the person first, not as the employee. Um and to me, that's the most important thing. And this is at Rogers Arena? This is at uh, the Sports Bar Live at Rogers Arena. Uh, quick quick Shout plug. Shout out Vancouver Canucks. Shout out to the Vancouver Canucks. They Playoff. treat the dyslexia kids well. Oh, they treat us very well. Hashtag blessed. Um, <laughs> so, no, they. Uh, I've been there for a few years. And uh, my uh, I love the people I work with. The management have been great to me. Um, they, uh, they they always ask me how I'm doing. Just It's, it's the little things. Like yeah. they, they think of me as a person first, not and just a tool. Exactly, no, yeah. not a tool, uh, not an employee. They think of me for me, and that's a huge reason why I'm still there. To be honest with you, when I started off, I was struggling. Uh, I thought I was going to last two, three months, and here I am, three years later, uh, and I'm still there. 
and uh, I've just I'm very comfortable. I, I feel like at times I'm going to see my friends. I'm not going there to work. Yeah. So it that's the best feeling. Fun. It's so much fun. Yeah. It's it's such a good environment. We all laugh and and we uh, and and sometimes I I I'm I'm crying from laughing too much. It's just it's that much fun. And I'm so um, fortunate for the opportunity I've had right now. Um, and I'm only I'm only 24. It's not like I'm 20, 28, 29, and I need to kind of figure out my career. I'm I'm still at a young at a young stage in my life where I can enjoy my life and enjoy, enjoy my, um, employer. And, um, so right now it's been great and, uh, it's been a lot of fun and Hey, there's some perks too. working some events in the arena and having, uh, seen some Canucks come, come on by too. Uh, it's, it's fun. It's really fun. So what drew you to bartender? Uh, what drew, well, I'm a social guy. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty social. I'm, I'm really outgoing and, uh, so according to a lot of uh, my friends and family, maybe I talk too much sometimes. Yeah. So uh, kind of that led me into it. Um, I I really like uh, just talking, interacting with people. I I like hearing where they're from, what they're doing, and um, um, so that was a huge part was just the inter the the social social side of it. Um, but I also love uh, I just for me it it took me a while going back to the dyslexia part. It took me a while to kind of get an understanding on how to I'm pouring the drinks and, and whatnot I, I had to look at my phone for a little while um so that didn't help but um that part has been maybe not the not not the best but um I I'm getting better at it every day and uh I've uh that's what kind of drew it drew me to it though was the social going back to that was the social part yeah because it is obviously difficult for anyone to mix drinks find all the different ingredients you got to do it this you got to do it that it takes a lot of practice but the main factor is that your employer is willing to help you through it and they're not just going to toss you aside because it takes you two extra shakes to get it down than the average person i think that's really silly and i think it's i think we're, we're past that as a society you know um we're at a point where everyone can do anything and all it takes is just a little bit of help and a little people learn in different ways people learn auditorial they learn kinesthetic they learn they learn from from seeing they learn from hearing they learn from all these different things so once our system the problem is i think is our system is underfunded so they don't have the opportunity to have systems in place for all these different learnings it's just like you know what let's treat everyone like the fucking same just throw them through hopefully someone will come out the other end exactly and be our prime minister <laughs> <laughs> no i totally agree with you i think that's uh i think the system has improved uh when it comes to teaching people uh, the fundamentals and kind of um being and kind of get a, a better understanding for their learning uh, style. I think that's huge, but it's, uh, I think I'm really grateful that I have a good staff that maybe that know that maybe I have some weaknesses and that they're, they pat me on the back. They let me know it's okay. I can help you. And, 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 uh, and they're very supportive. I agree. The old school way was they, they would kind of uh, release you into the wild. And yeah. the first one to come out alive is, uh, is the winner. So yeah. I think it's definitely changed. I feel like we live in a, in a time today, uh, where, where we're more willing to um, help people and um, and ask uh, if, if they're doing okay, I think it's huge. On a on a side note, just for a kind of fun topic to chat about, 
What is your view on the coronavirus? Oh, that's uh, I uh, I'm I'm scared. You're scared. I am scared. I'm one of those guys. Like I've never, I I'm always putting Perel on my hands. Like I've never put so much Perel on my hands until last week. Like it was just I I'm I'm getting nervous. I am. Like look how many people, um, that had that this has affected. Uh, it's terrifying. And look look uh, look in what look in Seattle, our our neighbors to the south. It's affected uh, a huge part of their city, and it's uh, it's devastating and it's awful. And uh, I'm I'm uh, yeah I'm not drinking any Corona beers for a while. And you're uh, not definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was Rona season, man. Uh, not right now. Yeah, because um, it's Corona. It's season, Corona man. season, baby. But <laughs> no, I'm. Uh, I'm definitely. No, it's it's absolutely awful. And uh, I know that the that the death rate is def- has gone down in China, so that's a positive sign. And I think once we get into uh, spring and summer, once we're out of flu season, I think uh, it's definitely gonna. Um, I think it's definitely gonna go down. But it, no, it's it's absolutely terrible and. Uh, it's, uh, it's so many people have, have lost their lives and it's, uh, it's devastating. So, uh, hopefully, uh, comes to an end and, uh, just a reminder to, to all the listeners, remember to wash your hands all the time, yeah. uh, and, uh, have some Perel for yourself and sell it for a hundred bucks. Yeah. Um, that too. And, uh, buy it all out and resell it to everyone. Exactly. Same with those masks. Oh, I, buddy, I was looking for a mask. Apparently they only work. Um, for if you're sick, um, and the, making sure the germs don't come out and hit everyone else. But if you're not sick, it doesn't protect you. Apparently, that's what I heard too. It yeah. doesn't at all. It's just kind of uh, at this point, it's just kind of like a low key fashion trend. It's it's definitely you see them with their Gucci bag. And they're walking, and they got their mask on, and they're looking all mask on, mask off. <laughs> I see that on the candle line all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, it's true. Even without the coronavirus, we see people like that. It's a, it, it seems to be an Asian thing, like a culture thing. I, I think it really is. When they're sick, they throw on the mask. But also, then again, in Asia, it's a, it's pretty big right now. But over here, there's, there's such a minute amount of cases that are actually that people are actually getting sick and when you compare it to the amount of people that are dying from either like hunger or something else it's it's really not like you have a better chance of winning the fucking lottery than getting sick sick from coronavirus right now oh i totally agree and and i feel like for people our age that yeah we have a good immune system too exactly we work out yeah we we take care of ourselves so honestly i'm not too worried I'm going to be the guy, the one guy shopping at Costco while everyone else is at home. Good call. Yeah. Good call. <laughs> it's reverse psychology. <laughs> everyone, no one's going, so that's when you go. Exactly. It'll just be you. You know what? It, it does suck, though, that they're not giving out samples anymore. I know. So that, that's yeah, a bummer. That's a bummer. That was the whole reason I went. Fuck it. I was like, <laughs> get me a little quick snack. Go with my mom. It would be like the one thing. It would be like, oh, I can get a little snacks at Costco. It, it does suck, though, because my mom had a trip to Italy. She was going to go in two weeks. So, unfortunately, she's not going now. Well, luckily, my dad got – he got $200 back. I mean, he, it only cost him $200, and then he got all his money back for his trip. Oh, wow. So, yeah, so that's good. They gave him a good refund. But, yeah, if, like some people – and then the Olympics as well. Japan's hosting the Olympics, um, but they're worried about – as you can see, having it because because you could have all these athletes ended up being quarantined in the country and not being able to leave. You could have all these instances where people get sick. So 
it's a worry. It's a big worry. It's huge, and and you're seeing it around the world, especially with sports. Like I know in Italy, um, they they still have games going on, but no fans. I know when it comes to the NHL and the NBA, they're considering doing the same thing too. And you're seeing these international hockey tournaments are getting canceled too because of it. it, it it's huge. Um, it's awful. Um, these athletes should be given an opportunity to play and and show what they have, and and they're not. And especially with the Olympics, they work their asses off for it every four years and yeah and maybe... they might not be able to qualify again exactly it's it's terrible and hopefully uh they're able to find a cure for this uh awful disease soon so uh because it's uh i've definitely had enough of it yeah well i think all of we have all had enough of it so do you do you work out at the arbutus club I do sometimes. I have a little, some friends uh, that are members there, so I uh, I work out there once in a while. Yeah, uh, I've definitely tagged along a couple of times over the years, and uh, definitely a good spot. Uh, shout out to the Arbutus Club. Uh, they have a great rink, a great a great men's spa. Cause um, you, I thought you played hockey there. My bad. I thought you. I played for Richmond. Oh, you played. For I Richmond. played for Richmond. I didn't play for the. Ar- I played against the Arbutus Club a lot. Uh, we have a lot of mutual friends uh, that I played with at the Arbutus Club. Yeah. Played against. And uh, I've gone there quite a bit in the summer just to skate and and uh, just to screw around. So, so on a last note here, I'm going to ask you, what's your favorite drink to make as a bartender? Make and drink. Make and drink. Yeah. Um. Overall, I'm a beer guy. Overall, so okay. I'm just I'm simple. Um. Like a dark beer, or what do you? I, like I would I would say for me, I'm more of a. Uh, yeah, I a dark a dark like an IPA. Yeah. Nice IPA. Okay. Um, is great. Um, I would say uh, that's something not that I'm really into, um, and uh, I don't know. I, I th- that's a good question, but uh, I would say yeah, a nice IPA for me is something that I always enjoy, and it's always a good way to start the night and end the night too. So. End the night too, yeah. and maybe in the middle of the night. And we'll, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> we'll that's see cool. where it goes. So you really enjoy working at. Uh... At the Canucks Arena. Yeah, at uh, Rogers Arena. Uh, Canucks Sports and Entertainment have been great to me, and um, I've enjoyed it for the for the meantime and um, for this stage in my life, and I've met a lot of great people there and, and people that I'll continue to stay in touch with once I leave. Um, it's been a great fit and uh, for me right now, and it's been uh, – I'm really fortunate. Um, I'm really fortunate with the time that I've been there. It's It's been amazing, and uh, – if anyone's looking for a part-time job, I highly recommend you coming to Sports Bar Live uh, at Rogers Arena. So, uh, sound yeah. like a salesman. And I've I worked a little bit of sales in the past. So, so what what helps. would be your dream job if you could choose one? Dream job for dream me, career like what you aspire to be. Well, growing up, I wanted to be a hockey player. I wanted to play obviously. in the NHL, obviously, and then I wanted to be in high school general manager of an NHL team. Um, wow. Yeah, I know. Big dreams, eh? And uh, But I would say right now, what I would love to do is, I think, be like working like work in sales. I think I have some experience in sales, but maybe kind of grow off of it and build a career in sales, I think would be great. I also love to travel. So I, if I can have a career uh, and and work and travel and travel a lot for my job at the same time is something that I would love to do. Um, so I feel like right now for me, I think sales would be a really great fit for me, and uh, um, because I am I am an I have experience, and I I would say I'm pretty natural when it comes to 
uh, working in sales. So I think right now working in, in sales for sure and doing tra- travel, something with travel would be uh, kind of a dream job right now at, uh, at, uh, at this time in my life. I'm I'm in a similar spot. I'm I'm doing sales right now for a landscaping company, just selling like packages for your lawn. Oh, nice landscaping packages, and I've been doing really well, like better than the average person. So, I'm thinking of pursuing maybe taking a little bit of business and marketing in school, and doing that while I work in the field because, like you said, sales you can make a lot of money and you can be on planes, flying around, seeing the world on the company's dime. So it's, it seems like a lot of fun if you know what you're doing and if you're willing to get shut down because the big part of sales is 9 out of 10 people are going to tell you to uh, nah, go fuck yourself. Uh, yeah, that's a no for me, dog, yeah. to quote Randy Jackson from American Idol. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, exactly. You have to accept uh, with, with a no, with, with you getting uh, denied. And it's hard for a lot of people, but I feel like when it comes to working in sales, you get better and you improve. When people say no to you, um, so I, I I like your approach, man. Thanks. That's the way to go. Thanks, buddy. Well, I appreciate you coming out and chatting with me. Do you have an Instagram you'd like to shout out real quick? <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, if you want to give me a follow, uh, follow on on Instagram. Follow me at Jordan Moss too. So uh, pretty simple. I'll put it in the description too. Thanks, pal. I right, see you guys later. Peace. Peace. Peace.